This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle. This is a tough day for me because this is a solo flight. Tana is not here. I couldn't track down Connor. So I I had to do this on my own. I didn't want to leave everybody hanging this week. There's been a lot of news, a lot of data, things coming out in the world. And I just wanted to kind of clarify some points. So, hey, love all of our listeners. We do get a lot of feedback these days. So if you're listening to this on a podcast that you download on Spotify or on Apple or whatever, um, you can also watch the shows. So YouTube and Rumble is where we post these. So certainly appreciate all the people that watch them, that share them, that give us feedback. That's why we do this show is we do want to put out data and information that is relevant and helps you make good informed decisions. Here at the Lynn Group, we do retirement income planning. We help people get through retirement. We help them mitigate those fears that they have of outliving their money or having healthcare issues or whatever it may be. So if you have questions about that kind of stuff, certainly give us a call 805-500-7035. But hey, I'm going to keep the show. It's pretty pointed today. Like I said, I'm by myself. The worst thing I can do is sit here and talk to myself. If I start laughing at my own jokes, then we know we have a problem. And so I just wanted to kind of get into some, some economic points today. I wrote them down. I was super lazy. I did not go pull all the different websites to entice everybody with all things. I do have a a little bit to show you, but hey, so what I wanted to point out is there's a lot of talk about a recession and what a recession really is, is, is there's, there's a lazy definition of a recession. And the lazy definition is that you have two consecutive quarters where the, the gross domestic product, the GDP for the country is negative. And so, for example, we've talked about this a dozen times this year. So this shouldn't be news for anybody that's watching this stuff. But first quarter GDP was negative, right? So first quarter, January through March comes out. It's about negative 1.5%. Like I've said before, that comes with a lot of shades of gray because the main reason our GDP was negative was because we had a surge in imports, which offsets GDP. And let's be fair, we've screwed up our supply chain so much that if you remove that weird line item, we had a positive GDP. Second quarter GDP, everyone's been saying, this is it. This is the quarter that we're going to have our second negative GDP. And hallelujah, we got that recession that we all predicted. Um, There's a high frequency website. It's the Atlanta Federal Reserve. They track what's happening with economic data. I'm popping it up on the screen after I said I wouldn't pop anything up on the screen here. Um, And so it's interesting because for like the last few weeks, second quarter GDP has been sitting at a goose egg, a zero, saying, my goodness, we're, we're kind of sitting right on the line. It's 50-50. Is it going to go negative? Is it going to go positive? And yesterday, they just updated it to a positive number. So at the moment, they have, uh, you can see here on the, on the screen, if you're watching this, they've got second quarter GDP now positive 0.3%. Now, that's not much. It's certainly close to negative. So are we having an economic decline? Are we having a recession? Who's right? Who's wrong? Um, Kathy Wood from ARK Investments was on the news this morning saying we're in a recession. Then one of the Atlanta Federal Reserve presidents was out saying we're not having a recession. So 
pick your poison on who's right and who's wrong. But I thought that this was interesting. It's certainly a positive indicator that the numbers aren't as dismal as we think. The problem, though, is, is I think and I feel that the using the two consecutive quarters of GDP as a a premise of if we're in a recession or not is a very weak, boring, lame argument. The real definition of a recession is about broad economic decline for a couple quarters. If things are broadly declining, then we have a problem. And there's a lot of different areas of the economy that are broadly potentially declining that we always have to look at. And so that's what I look at. My, my sole function when I'm trying to figure out the directory of the market, you know, go back and watch last week's show. Tan and I spent quite a bit of time or a little bit of time at least talking about how we calculate earnings per shares of stocks and PE ratios and how we would formulate a really fair value for the market. And so economic data is a huge driver of all of that. If the consumer is not happy and healthy, we got problems. Um, but let's kind of get into it. Here's another thing I got while I've got it up here. Uh, initial and continuing jobless claims. So these are people on unemployment. So if you can see this on the screen, initial, you know, last week we reported 229,000 people filing for unemployment. That dropped down 3,000 people from the week prior. Um, what's interesting on this thing on the screen, you can see we put the 2019 level. The reason that we do that is we had a boom in economy in 2019. That was pre-COVID, pre-crazy, pre-drama. And even back then, we actually have a little less people right now from that boom in economy falling for unemployment. What's more fascinating, though, is the second line down, continuing jobless claims. These are people that continue to stay on unemployment. Now, that's a fascinating number. Look, at we're at about 1.3 million, but pre-COVID levels were 1.6 million. We are way below the mark. We have a very tight labor market. Remember, right now, there's two outstanding jobs for every one person looking for a job. If you, if you want a job working somewhere, you can go find some work doing something for sure. All right. All right. Those are the screenshots I had. Like I said, this is tough without being able to bounce this off of somebody else. So here's some of the things I wrote down with some of the stuff I was looking at. Year over year manufacturing. We're making stuff. Year over year manufacturing is up 6.6%, almost 7%. Manufacturing is coming in strong. The reason that it's important to watch that kind of stuff is we have a tendency in the news and the media to take these little snapshots of stuff and then scare the heck out of everybody. For example, a couple of weeks ago, one of the headlines was industrial production last month was down 0.04%. And they, and they tried to scare you with that. But if you zoom out in the chart and you look at it in a proper perspective, even though industrial production ticked down a little bit last month, it's still up 5% since it's pre-COVID levels. It's still doing really well. It's still booming. Things always fluctuate up and down. I mean, heck, home sales were falling for months, and then we just got a report last week that home sales last month were up 10% year over year. So things are going to evolve and change quite a bit constantly. Uh, another one I wrote down. So we got manufacturing, payrolls this year. That's new jobs being created. We've averaged this year almost 490,000 jobs created every single month. Now, we finally back over the pre-COVID levels of how many jobs were you know, filled and whatnot, um, but that's huge. That means that employers are wanting to hire, employers are engaging, employers are doing all of these things. Once again, all of this leads back to the like, are we in a recession or not, right? Well, tends to be that if we're in a recession and employers are having declining sales and, and continuing problems, they're not desperately trying to hire. They're desperately trying to figure out how to cut their bottom line and probably fire people. 
Unemployment this year. When we started this year, unemployment was 3.9%. It's now 3.6%. So when you look at the quote unquote recession, broad economic decline, the labor market, there is near, there's no economic decline. Things are tightening up. The ball is moving, right? If you look at all the jobs being created, they're suddenly being created more in the service leisure area versus retail. So things will evolve as people evolve here. Uh, what else do I got? So I got manufacturing, payrolls, unemployment. April, I thought it was really interesting that uh, real consumer spending, the word real means inflation adjusted. So anytime an economist slams the word real on there, you know that they're factoring in inflation in there. So real consumer spending and real personal income were at record highs in April. Once again, what? I thought we were in a recession. I thought there was a World War III going on. I thought we were about to get nuked. Everything is bad, yet somehow consumer spending is it at records? That doesn't make any sense. That that's not indicative of a recession. The other one is what's called GDI. That's gross domestic income. Nobody's ever heard of that, but that's actually an alternative measure that economists use when comparing the GDP, the gross domestic product. And what's funny about that is it doesn't deal with the uh, imports and the issues that GDP does. But when you look at gross domestic income for the first quarter where our GDP was negative, gross domestic income was actually positive 2.1%. And I look at that as a good thing. You know, so I, I think the joke here is, is if this is a recession in some scenarios, we need more recessions. You know, we, the issues that we have are the sensory ones that we see going to the market, buying food, paying for gas. So we have inflation issues specifically, but from recessionary pressures of companies doing horrible and things falling apart, unfortunately, that's not coming true. I mean, heck, on the news, I you can't see it over here in Poynton, but I'm always watching the news. And last night, Nike earnings came out for the second quarter. Well, wait a second. That's during hyperinflation. That's during hyperdrama. That's during the Russian war, during all of these things. And they beat expectations? How could that be? You know, once again, people are out spending money. And as long as people go to stores and spend money, this will support the ability of the stock market to earn good monies. Therefore, if you go back and watch last week's show, you'll understand more of how we valued the stock market and think that it's likely to go up quite a bit from here. So whew, look at that. I did a, uh, I did like a 10, 11 minute rant by myself. It would have been funner with Tana here, but I was by myself, sadly. But, you know, I'm, I'm an optimistic person. I am absolutely a glass is half full. Um, I look at these tea leaves as positives. And, you know, that's just one of the things that we have to be conscious of. And so, hey, if you have any questions, I'm going to wrap it up for here for today. No big deal. This was an easy show. If you have any questions, please give the office a call. 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. You can visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And, um, you know, look, I'm very passionate about this stuff. I really do enjoy it. I'm really engaged in the numbers. Uh, a couple of things, though, that I, I will point out for next week is the thing that comes out in a few hours today, I wish I could have done the show later today, is uh, the M2 money supply for last month. M2 money supply is all the money that the government inflated over the last couple of years creating inflation. If that bad boy is ticking down a little more, that is a huge positive indicator that inflation is getting under control. So uh, I'm just kind of doing that as a little PS on the end of this video. So anyways, everybody have a great week. 
Like I said, feel free to reach out if you have any questions or concerns. And uh, let me see how to turn this thing off and we'll go from there. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lind Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lind Group LLC. The Lind Group LLC and the Lind Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lind Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.